0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline on the menu today. An old-fashioned Hollywood thriller goes right to the buzzer. Someone I like a lot takes a shot at Aaron Rodgers and isn't wrong. The schedule is coming out. I'm counting on 13 and 4. And the green list is all about the most important position in baseball. show Showtime, let's do this. Here we go.
0: Only one place to start.
1: The one place to start is not the place I had planned. Not where we were expecting to open today. For the first time since I came back to radio, I'm ripping up what I had planned. And I'm starting with something entirely different. Let me take you through the way things worked for me yesterday. I got the word yesterday that we were going to, and by we, I mean me... I was going to be on Good Morning America today announcing what ESPN's first Monday night football game of the season is going to be. By now you know. It will be the Ravens at the Raiders on that Monday, September 13th. So we're going to get Lamar Jackson. You're going to get John Gruden. It'll be the first game in Vegas that all the fans can come to. So that's going to be pretty good. I did not realize that by the time we came on the air today, the entire week one was going to be released. And we're going to have point spreads in the next hour or so. So here's where I would like to open today. We're going to make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The hashtag crew is in the house. Hembo, Nuno, Bubba, Devin. I'm looking at all of you. And Hembo, as my uh, VP of gambling, I will start with you. Let's predict what the point spreads are going to be or should be. Cowboys at Buccaneers, what a fascinating opener that is. They went all in. Look, the league is not fooling around, right? <laughs> Dallas is box office no matter where you put them, no matter what week. You're going to get 100 trillion people watching that first Thursday night game no matter what. They're putting Dallas there. They're not taking any chances. Cowboys with Dak back. Bucks with everybody back. What's the, what should the line be? Buccaneers, a five-point favorite. Bucks minus five, I say. That's you say? all. Mm-hmm. Only minus five. Minus five. Bubba, many may not know, had a long and successful career working for various Las Vegas casinos, setting the point spreads, and actually was so successful uh, that he had to leave that at some point due to boredom and uh, launched <laughs> his now successful career in radio production. Dallas at Tampa. Bubba, what's the number? I'm gonna go minus four and a half. That see that he's a crazy cowboy fan. That's insane. Pound the point. I mean, I'm giving that all day long. You, you want a touchdown? Oh yes, Nuno. Your thoughts? Actually,
0: I was gonna go uh, Bucks three and a half. Three I, and a half. I'm telling you, yes. <laughs> Have
1: any of you watched the Dallas Cowboys play football? Let me say this.
0: Upset city,
1: baby. <laughs> I'll say this. Okay, you got Tom Brady and all of them on one side the Cowboys are banking on Dan Quinn being the greatest and most impactful coach in the history of sports. You Cowboy fans are hilarious to me. The Bucs should be a touchdown favorite in that game. The Bucks are a touchdown better than the Cowboys stink. What is the matter with you people? Did you watch them play last year? They stunk when Dak was healthy. Well, Week
2: 1 lines are always compromised in Vegas. It is worth
1: noting. I understand that. But if you're going to give me Tampa minus four and a half, mm-hmm. I'm going to bet you my shoes, and they're expensive. They're nice shoes. <laughs> that, that, uh, on the Cowboys, and I'm giving the points. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's the next question I have for you on week one. Bears at Rams is the Sunday night game. Let me come to you, Bubba. Because Bubba was also, after his career in Vegas, but before he came to radio, he actually worked for a while as an assistant coach for various NFL teams and might have had to have made decisions like these. Does the fact that you were opening against Aaron Donald in any way influence your decision on whether you start Justin Fields week one or not? No. It does
0: not. I think if, if you think he's ready, you think he's ready.
1: You've waited 121 years to finally get a quarterback. Now you're going to get him broken in half in his very first game by number 99.
0: If you think he's ready, you got to throw him out there. You can't. I mean, you can't be fearful of the other team. Just listen, Aaron Donald.
1: uh, Can I just say this? There's ready. And then there's Aaron Donald
0: ready. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm, there are things I'm ready for in life. <laughs> He's pretty good. I agree. And then there are other things I'm a little bit less ready for. Not only that, that's a loss no matter how you slice it. I don't care who the starting quarterback is. You're going to L.A. to open up that season, that, that stadium and everything with the fans in it and everything else. Hembo, what's the number on that game Bears at Rams? Give I, me a prediction.
2: I'm going to say Rams minus three and a half. What say you? Are
1: you? Where? Huh? Three and a half. It's eight Three and, and a
0: half. half. Nuno. Yeah, I was looking at like nine on that game. No way.
1: No, no way. The, the Rams are a, a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh-huh. The Bears are starting a rookie quarterback Rams in his first six and a half. I would say a touchdown, okay. too. So you're taking the over there, too. I would, I would definitely giving those points. The Jets at Sam Darnold. What a fascinating opener that is. The league is sneaky. (laughs) Like, you take the Jets, who are a team that, you know, they have their fans, but they're not necessarily a very interesting team to everybody. You have the Panthers, who I think could wind up being very good, but they're not a very interesting team to everybody. Go ahead. Let's make it Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold week one at Carolina. I'm starting with Nuno this time. Nuno, give me a number. Jets at Panthers week one, one o'clock game. I would say five and a half. Panthers
0: favored by five and a half. Bubba,
1: game. which side of that you taking? Panthers minus three. All right, so my, my point is if 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 I gave you Panthers minus five and a half, you're taking the Jets with the points?
0: Oh, I'm just telling you
1: what I think the line is going to be. But, uh, you know. <laughs> That's a good answer, kid. Okay, fair enough. I'm
0: just telling you uh, as, a, as an odds maker what the line will
1: be. Hambo, which side, I, I, liked, I, I think it's going to be something in that neighborhood. I think it's going to be between a, a field goal and a touchdown, depending on how things look in preseason, which we will have mm-hmm. this year. And if Zach Wilson looks good in preseason, I think that could be a field goal game. If Zach Wilson doesn't look good in preseason, that could be more like five and a half or six. Which way would you lean if the line is something in that neighborhood? I'm going to say
2: Panthers minus
1: four. I think these numbers are going to be smaller than we're suspecting. All right, we're going to get them soon, right? I mean, they're coming out in the next little while. I am told that will be the case, yes. Uh, is, is that correct? We'll see what happens when we start getting these lines in here, and I'm looking forward to seeing those. Uh, I've got the Jets in that game. I've got the Jets, by the way, 13-4. and four. As, as we prepare for this schedule to come out tonight, I managed. I managed to go over all of their games. They've got a. Th- that now they get like one of their road uh, quote unquote road games mm-hmm. is in London. That's an advantage, right? How, how so? You're not well. You're not playing a true road game. It's a road game for both teams now. They play the Falcons 9:30 a.m. Eastern on on uh, October 10th. That's a win. That's a huge advantage there. You're not playing a road game. I'm looking at the, the improvements that they're going to make on defense with the coach, all the different pieces they brought in on offense. And Zach, I trust. I think 13 and four seems reasonable. Tell me I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think four and 13 is a little bit <laughs> a little closer to what I was expecting you to say. One more, then let me give you one more for everybody. You know what? And Can I just mention quickly? If you want to get rid of those black streaks on your roof with spray and forget, it's as easy as literally spraying and forgetting about it. Spray and forget. It's that easy. Here's something else that's going to be easy. The Browns are going to shake up the World Week 1. Baba, give me your thoughts on this. They're going to Kansas City, and the Browns are going to unleash the best draft pick in the entire draft. I'm telling you, the best pick in the entire draft, based on where he went, is going to be a kid named Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who was basically a missile who fell in the draft into the second round because there were some questions on the medical. Obviously, if those wind up being such that he doesn't play, that's what that is. But if he does play, they've added Jadeveon Clowney. They took Greg Newsome, a terrific corner in the first round. They, t- they took Corum, uh, Owusu Koromo, who is the steel of the draft in the second round. They ha- I believe the Cleveland Browns, you could make an argument, have the most talented roster, top to bottom, in the entire National Football League. The question mark is where do you put the quarterback? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you put the bucks ahead of them for overall talent because Brady versus Baker right now feels like so one-sided. Kansas City, Patrick, all that. If you believe in Baker, I think the Browns might have man for man as much talent as any team in the sport. I got this one for you, Bubba. Browns are going to go into Kansas City and win straight up week one. What do you think? I like it. He likes it. Let's do it. Bubba likes it, What's which li- makes me reconsider my pick. What's your guess on the line for that one? I think Kansas City will be... You, you're now making me think these lines are all going to be thinner than I'm expecting them to be. But they stretch for KC. They stretch for KC because they score so many points. Games in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Same as I said before, between a field goal and a touchdown, something in the neighborhood of five and a half points. I was going to say six. So I think six we're close points. There. So we'll see what that winds up being. Anyway, I love this. I'm so glad that we have this. We'll have a little fun with it today. I did not... Ex- Again, I didn't expect it. I did not know we'd have this. So all the things I had prepared to get to, including the thriller in Hollywood last night with an unbelievable finish and what it means going forward and all the Tim Tebow stuff that everyone's all hot and bothered about and all of that, it's still in the hopper. We haven't even barely gotten started. Plus, today's green list is going to be an all-timer. So stay with us. Put your feet up. I got a great show coming your way. As we unfurl, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, my guest on the Goodyear hotline. In exactly 30 seconds, you will hear a group of people be called geniuses on this program. I'll tell you who are geniuses in 30 seconds. But first, this from ZipRecruiter, good news, baseball fans. You know, you're attending games this season. You're allowed to go in some spots. You're sitting in pods with your group. Businesses everywhere are making the gradual shift towards normalcy. That means more hiring. And that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job, invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free only at ZipRecruiter.com Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hembo said to me as we were in the break, I can't remember any other year in which we had the entire NFL week one schedule by 10 o'clock in the morning. And I said to him, that's because these guys are geniuses. I mean, they're geniuses. They just, this is all, it's trending right now. It's May 12th. It's May 12th. The whole world is talking about information they already had from the National Football League, <laughs> right? They're not, to, just to make it clear. I know a lot of casual fans like to listen to the show, people who aren't necessarily dyed-in-the-wood, hardcore fans, because we, you know, we talk about a lot of other fun stuff here. But in, in case this is a, of a surprise to anyone, they're not telling us who's playing who. <laughs> like, you already know who's playing who. They're just telling us when. And yet we're glued. Glued. And on May 12th, it's trending like crazy. Every morning show had it. I was on Good Morning America with our pick. The Fox people are on Fox and Friends with their pick. The NBC people are on the Today Show with their pick. The CBS people were on the CBS This Morning with their... Every network, to every network today, announced their games piecemeal, a little bit here, a little bit there. They hit you no matter where you are. This is genius. This is genius. And we will have the point spread soon, and as soon as we do. You mark my words, that's what we're getting into. In the meantime, let me tell you what is not going to happen, okay? I just, contrary to what you might think you're hearing from other places, here's what's not going to happen. Timothy Tebow is not going to be the downfall of Trevor Lawrence or of Urban Meyer or of the Jacksonville Jaguars, or anything. The reaction in some quarters to this story has been ludicrous. He's going to tear apart the locker room. He's going to stunt the growth of the young star quarterback. He's going to ruin the offense. Good God, he's not even going to be on the team, people. That's not what's going to happen here. This is May. What you do in May very seldom has anything to do with what happens in October. By the way, in case you hadn't noticed, the Jaguars were the worst team in the NFL last season. He's not exactly going to be the one thing keeping them from making a Super Bowl run. Here's what he is doing right now. He's bringing a bunch of much needed attention to a team that receives the least of it by a wide margin in the NFL. That's it. Nothing more. The Jaguars are doing the best they can to develop a fan base in London because they struggle so much with fans where they are. That's not a criticism of the city of Jacksonville. That has forever been college football country. I've been hosting national stuff now for 20 years. I know where people are into what. Tim Tebow is an icon in that part of the state of Florida because of what he did in that part of the state of Florida. So he's going to bring a whole lot of attention and nothing more. Now, if when the season rolls around, he's on the 53-man roster, we can have a whole other conversation. But by the way, there's no chance of that. None. He's not going to be on the 53-man roster. Go ahead and mark the tape. I'm saying it right now. He will not be on the 53-man roster. You can play it back right in my face if I am wrong, which I frequently am, but in this case, I am not. In the meantime, I'm being told we have our first two-point spreads. Oh, this is big. Stand (laughs) by. i'm making it breaking news we have our first two point spreads of the 2021 nfl season honest question is everyone as excited about that as i am i don't know why maybe it's because i just did the draft so i'm so in football mode like i never clicked out of it you know the super bowl happened and then for many sports fans maybe you click into nba mode or nhl mode the baseball season started you're in baseball mode i maybe it's because i was hosting the draft but i never clicked out I have been knee-deep in football nonstop this year. So maybe for whatever reason, I'm into this. Hembo, give me the first point spread.
2: These are populating as we speak. We have Steelers, Populating. Populating.
1: I like that. What does that mean exactly? In what way do do you're using the word populating?
2: Well, I I went to the site. I saw the first one, and I dumped in our Google Doc. We have our first point spread. I hit the refresh button, and there was another. So we are getting these as quickly as possible. So the term for
1: that, the computer term for that is populating? It's populating.
2: like that be fruitful and multiply
1: okay so right now as we speak the point spreads are populating Mm. let me hear the first one
2: pittsburgh steelers at buffalo Bills. all right let me guess
1: Mm. pittsburgh steelers at buffalo bills pittsburgh steelers at buffalo bills is going to be bills minus six
2: six and a half okay very well done all right bills are minus six give the points (laughs) give (laughs)
1: the points bubba we're giving the points Give the points. Give the points. Give the points. Bills minus six and a half. Give the points. I got another game.
2: Give me another game. The Bears at the Rams, which we talked about earlier. Yeah.
1: So that's Justin Fields being introduced to the National Football League by saying hello to number 99 on the other side, Aaron Donald. That's a very tough spot for the Bears. Very
0: should we acknowledge our picks prior? Because we all picked this one.
1: We did. Yeah. So I forget what we all said. We all. I said, said, I said
0: three and a half. I said nine and a half.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be closer I said to six nine. And a half. I'm going to go with a touchdown. I will go in somewhere in the middle of those. I'll go seven and a half.
2: It's seven exactly. The Rams okay. are a seven-point favorite in Week One against the Bears.
1: Give the points.
0: I'll, I'll take that as a win. Thanks.
1: <laughs> give the points. What do you, Bubba? Give the points. No. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm giving the
1: points. points. Look, I, I'm a huge believer in Justin Fields. I am very concerned about the circumstances into which he was drafted. Which is to say, it is hard enough to be a rookie quarterback in the National Football League. To be asked to save your coach's job is also a, a tough thing to add on to that. Week one against that team—that's a pretty tough spot to open. I—I'm I, not even hundred percent sure Fields will be playing in that game. Either way, I, I, I like the Rams there. You got another one? We,
2: another one has populated. It continues
1: to populate.
2: Give me the game. Jaguars at Texans in Week One. What's right. your
1: line? Well. That's a crazy game. I mean, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence against who? I mean, do we Mm. expect Deshaun Watson to be playing? If I had to bet on it, I would bet no. Did they sign Tyrod Taylor? Do I have that right? They signed Taylor, right? Yes. And they they drafted Davis Mills, who's nowhere near ready to play. I mean, I'm going to say that's at Houston. I mean, the Jaguars have lost their last 15 games. I'm going to say they're favored in that game. I'm going to say Jacksonville – a, a, a two and a half point favorite on the road.
2: You got really close. Jaguars. They are a one point favorite mm. on the road in Houston, which surprised me. Give the points. I'm in a giving
1: mood. I'm in a giving mood. I got another. Another one is populated. Go. The Cardinals at the Titans. What do you got? That's a tough game to get a feel for. So you got the Cardinals. You got the Kyler Murray. You got. They made some additions on the defensive side. The Titans. Games in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You said. That's a good game. That's an interesting week one game. Titans are home. I'm going to say Tennessee minus four. Minus two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a
2: half. They like the Cardinals a lot.
1: Yeah, Vegas likes the Cardinals. Go ahead. Another one. Another. My goodness. All right. Give me one more, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. We'll do a few more later.
2: This is unexpected. I did not think this would be happening. No, neither did
1: I. But they're populating. They they populate like rabbits. These NFL (laughs) point spreads. (laughs) The refresh
2: button is on hyperdrive. The Chargers at the Washington Football Team. What's the line?
1: That's a really good game between two teams. I think are going to be really good. Let me say this before I tell you what I think of the of the line on that game. I think the Chargers are a sneaky excellent pick. To have a great season. The Chargers lost every game last year. Every game. Look it up. They lost every game last year by one play. Every game. by one, Every game they lost was by one play. And um, the quarterback is only going to get better. And they had a great draft. A, an absolutely great draft on both sides of the ball. Particularly getting the offensive tackle in round one. What, you know, I love Washington. I think that defense is extraordinary. I think their linebacker, Jamin Davis, has a chance to be the defensive rookie of the year. Game's in Washington. Mm-hmm. What time is it? Is that a cross country early game? Do we do we know? Is that a one o'clock game? Uh, yes, well, it's a it's West a, Coast team making the, first, you know, it's, the it's road trip. It's a week trip. one, though. It's but but but, one, but, though. but the time is the time. The time difference is the time difference. I think difference. it's going to be a 4 o'clock game. Body it's, clock. I'm talking body clock it's here. It's either a ball. 1 or
2: a 4 on Sunday. That's all I can tell you.
1: Well, I mean, everything is either a 1 or a 4 nope. on Sunday. We know the Rams and the Bears are 8 o'clock. It's last That's for it's,
2: those options. It's the second to last one on this list, so I'm assuming it's Okay, then
1: it's probably 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's a 1 o'clock game, by the way. It's 1 o'clock? Yes, it's 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. I'm going to go Washington At home, I don't know, Vegas might—I'll go Washington at home by a field goal. The game's a pick'em. Pick'em. The game's a pick'em. I like that. I think that actually seems about right to me. So I think the Chargers—well, I was about to say the Chargers are a better team. I'm not sure of that. I've staked my entire reputation as a prognosticator, of which I have absolutely (laughs) none on Washington being really good this year. So we'll see what happens. Okay, good fun. I love that we have the point spreads here. We'll continue to do those as the day continues. Again, we'll talk about how your team is going to do as they open. And don't forget, tonight is the whole special. we got three hours on ESPN uh, and ESPN2 as they break down all the matchups, the divisions, everything else. It's the first ever 17-game schedule, so this really should be fun. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, your home, your motorcycle, your RV, and boat. Visit Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com.
2: The list is what determines who matters in this business.
1: The Green List. All right, so today's Green List is inspired by the birthday of a true American legend. Were he alive today, Yogi Berra would be 96 years old today. And Yogi Berra is a name that I think will live on forever. He's one of the true icons he is, and I mean this in the best way, kind of the forest gump of American life. The places he was, the things he did, the life that he led, sometimes I think obscured by the yogiisms. People tend to know Yogi because he said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it, and uh, because he said, you know, it's deja vu all over again, and all the other things that he said, They're the famous yogiisms, which are hilarious. But the truth is, he's one of the greatest players that ever lived, and he had one of the most fascinating lives of any athlete that you could ever read about. We will get to that. But in his honor, we're going to do the top five catchers in baseball history. You ready? The top five, the most important position in baseball, the top five catchers in the history of the sport. Number five. Five is Roy Campanella. If Roy Campanella had played a full career, he may very well have been higher on this list. You probably know his career was tragically cut short after 10 seasons. He was in a car accident that left him paralyzed from the waist down. But in his 10 major and minor league seasons from 1946 to 1955, he won the MVP of his league, five of them. (laughs) So half the years that he played, he was the most valuable player in his league. He threw out 57% of the base stealers in his career. You tried to run on Campanella. He threw you out 57% of the time. That is a record that stands to this day. He played his last game 65 years ago, and that is a record that stands to this day. The Dodgers won 64% of their games when he was their starting catcher. Again, Roy Campanella, the career cut tragically short. Had he played a full career, he'd probably be higher on this list. For example, he'd probably be ahead of... Number four. Todd Rodriguez, who was the all-time leader in games caught. He's the all-time leader in catcher putouts Among primary catchers, he has the record for most runs, hits, extra base hits, total bases, and doubles. He went eight years between going on the disabled list. There was an eight-year stretch where he didn't go on the DL once as a catcher. He won seven Silver Slugger Awards and ten gold gloves. He and Ken Griffey Jr. are the only players to do that. He was the second catcher ever inducted to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Johnny Bench was the first, which makes you realize that Yogi wasn't, which is so ludicrous. It's I, I have a hard time even putting that one in. Hemba will put a bunch of notes on there for me and I'll pick the ones I like the most. I, I, I'm mad at myself for even including them <laughs> <laughs> because it suggests that Campanella and Yogi Berra weren't, which says a whole lot more about the voting process than Absolutely. it says about them. But either way, Pud Rodriguez deserved it. What a rifle for an arm that guy had, right? A rifle and a great hitter. He's number four on the all-time list of great catches. Number three. I was going to put Bench second. Hembo talked me into third, and he's right. Johnny Bench, in my childhood, so my age, I came of age in baseball in the late 70s. My first memory of watching baseball is the 1976 World Series in which the Reds just, the, the big red machine dominated the New York Yankees. Dominated. And in my perception Johnny Bench was the best player in baseball. Now, I don't even know if he's considered historically to be the greatest player on that team. Obviously, Rose was on those teams. George Foster was a great hitter on those teams. Tony Perez is in the Hall of Fame, played first on those teams. They had, I mean, all these, David Concepcion and Cesar Geronimo, the great Joe Morgan. I'll remember those teams my whole life. My perception of them as a child is that Johnny Bench was their best player. He's only the second catcher to lead his league in home runs in a season. He did it twice. He led the league in RBIs three times. All other catchers in history have combined to do it three more. He led the league in RBIs three times. All the other catchers in history led the league in RBIs three times. The Reds had only one losing season in 13 years with Bench as their catcher. He played in 10 postseason series. He hit home runs in nine of them. In the 76 postseason, which I was just talking about, bench went 12 for 27 the reds won all seven games they played and bench was the world series mvp see that's what i mean like he was the best player on those teams to to, to, i mean i was nine years old so i mean take for what you will my opinion but my perspective was no one could get johnny bench out he threw everybody out they were much too good for the yankees and everybody else they played they swept the yankees in the 1976 world series and they were all stealing bases on my favorite player thurman munson so i cried (laughs) i was a nine-year-old and i cried because they were stealing bases on Thurman. So I was going to put Johnny Bench second. Number two. But Hembo talked me into putting Barra ahead of him. And you're right. Barra won three MVPs, and that doesn't include his best season. 1950, he didn't win the MVP, but he became the first catcher to hit 25 home runs while scoring and driving in 100 runs. In that season, he struck out 12 times (laughs) And threw out more than half of everybody who tried to steal a base against him. He still has the record for most career shutouts caught. The Yankees had the lowest ERA in baseball during his time as a regular catcher. He's one of three players to receive MVP votes in 15 consecutive seasons. The others are Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds. And of course, most famously, he won 10 World Series and 14 pennants. No other major sport athlete appeared in 14 championship games or series except him. Let me say that again. He was in four, He played in 14 World Series. No other athlete in baseball, basketball, football, or hockey played in as many. The great Yogi Berra is number two. Number one. But Josh Gibson is number one. And if you don't know the history of Josh Gibson, you need to read about this. Josh Gibson is unofficially credited with having hit 962 home runs. That's exactly 200 more than Barry Bonds. He averaged 179 RBIs for every 162 games he played. In 1943, he hit 466. He led the Homestead Grays to four consecutive appearances in the Negro World Series, picked up titles in 43 and 44, nine consecutive Negro National League pennants from 1937 to 1945. He has the second-best batting line of all time behind Babe Ruth. He was frequently and has been, and I think is still considered frequently, to be referred to as the Black Babe Ruth. But the truth of the matter is, if you really look at the history of the sport, You should be calling Babe Ruth a white Josh Gibson. But that's neither here nor there. He's not only the greatest player ever in the history of the Negro Leagues, he's the greatest catcher that ever lived. And on the short list of the greatest players that ever lived, Josh Gibson is number one on today's Green list of the top five catchers in history, Campanella, who again, I would like to have put higher, Pudge Rodriguez, Johnny Bench at three, Yogi Berra at two, and Josh Gibson at number one. We are just getting rolling here. Coming up next, I will tell you what is the biggest mistake any team has made in any sport this century. That is next after this word from Zip Recruiter. The football offseason is always wild. With all the trades, free agent signings, and new coaching hires, teams have to be excited for the coming season. If you want to hire people that you're really excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com Greeny. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com Greeny. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
1: My name's Greenie, and I'm brought to you by 303 Products, premium protectants, and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. We stream every single day on ESPN+. You can watch anytime you like. And 45 minutes from now, Mike Holmgren will jump into the conversation. We'll do a bunch of stuff with him. But I want to go backwards in time just a moment. Actually, we're going to go backwards in time and forwards in time. And that's kind of the point. When we launched Up, which was in April of 2018, I remember having multiple conversations with Jalen and Michelle Beadle about how the Celtics were the team of the future. No team in the sport. I believe I I believe the words may have come out of my mouth. No team in any sport has a brighter future than the Boston Celtics do. Remember, that was when they they traded back and took Tatum instead of taking um, Markel Fultz Fultz, and they had him and they had Jalen Brown and they had all these draft picks and they just looked like they were going to be dynamite. Remember, they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals three of the previous four seasons. 2018, that year, they lose to LeBron and the Cavs in seven games. They were the third youngest team to ever reach the conference finals. They were the team of the future. Today, they're the team of the past. The question is, what happened to the present? And I'll tell you what happened. This is the mistake they made. They tried to build an NFL team in basketball. They had 15. They have had 15 first-round picks since 2014. They made 15 first-round picks since 2014. They got all these picks when they traded away KG and Paul Pierce. And they used them all. And what they forgot in so doing was that basketball is not football. Football is a sport where you get a collection of as many good players as you possibly can and try to win. Basketball is a sport where you need two great ones. And it doesn't matter how many good ones you have. If you have a whole bunch of good players, you know what you have in basketball? A good team. You need superstars to win. And when I said it was the biggest mistake any team has made this century, I went back and just looked at every NBA champion dating back to 2000. And I will just read you the name of a player who was on those teams. LeBron, Kawhi, KD twice, LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, LeBron twice, Dirk, Kobe twice, the Celtics big three, Duncan, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, Duncan, Shaq and Kobe three times. The only exception is the 4 Pistons. You have to have an immortal once in this millennium as a team won a championship that did not have a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer on it. No questions asked. Nothing to discuss. Every one of those other teams had one of those guys. So that's what the Celtics got wrong. So it does present to me an interesting question. Which team has the best future now? Like if you were to buy somebody on the come right now, you know, you're going to buy stock in some team in sports right now, a team that's young and good and it's going to be winning. I'm not talking about who's the best team in sports right now. That's the Bucks or that's the, I guess the Dodgers before I jinx them or whoever else it is you want to say is the best team in sports. I'm talking about who has the best decade in front of them in any of the sports. It's an interesting question. Hashtag Nuno, I'm going to come to you first. You are my vice president of all NBA conversation. If I were to ask you, hashtag Nuno, which team in the NBA is going to do the most winning in the next 10 years? Which team is it? Man, this is so
0: tough. Uh, I really do believe it could be the Clippers tell me why I just think of the fact of you still have Kawhi uh obviously Paul George I think the Lakers are getting old I think if the Nets don't win it this year that's out the window and they've mortgaged their future for this Philly will break that team up when they have another disappointing uh playoff series so I just think they make the most sense because they have those two guys can I ask a stupid question
1: okay is it remotely possible? The answer, I, 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 I'm, I'm ashamed to say it out loud. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Is it even remotely possible? The answer is the New Orleans Pelicans. No, I think with uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram I and Lonzo th- Ball, and you're going to get a lottery pick this year. Is is there no possibility
0: of that? Here's the problem with them, and I put it in my notes. Uh, I think last week about this is that. Two years in a row, Zion's first two years. Yes, he missed a lot of time last year, um, and he's hurt now. But they're not making the playoffs again. And like the, I think the NBA part of this seven to ten playoff is to try to get teams like this in, right? And you're two years into hi, into his career. Eventually, he's going to move on. I think that's the problem with a team like the Pelicans.
1: How about your Knicks?
0: Sign me, get me a superstar point guard, and then we can talk.
1: Get who? Give me the point guard you want.
0: The, the problem is the guy that they could have used right now would to start that would have been Chris Paul, but obviously that didn't happen. I think someone like Dame Lillard. Okay. Add Dame Lillard to this team.
1: Okay, fair enough. I like it, and I don't think it's out of the question, even though Dame says it's not. Let me turn to Bubba for the football insight into this. Bubba, try and take your Cowboys fandom out of the equation if you can for a moment. Which team in the NFL is going to do the most winning in the next 10 years?
0: I don't know why I have to take the Cowboys out of it. (laughs) But I think if I'm taking my fandom out of it, and I'm just thinking objectively... I think the answer is the
1: Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know what? I'm not even gonna try and hold it against him, even though the obvious answer is to consider Kansas City because they're gonna have Mahomes for the next decade. Look, I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. It's not inconceivable, but there's never been any indication that the people who run the organization there know how to put a winner together. They haven't done it in a quarter of a century. Mm-hmm. There are a few other teams I like, including the Cleveland Browns. If Baker Mayfield takes another step forward this year, I told you already I think the Browns are the most talented team. Uh Hembo, You are my vice president of baseball conversation. Which baseball team is going to do the most winning in the next 10 years? I asked
2: that question to a few people around baseball yesterday, and the answer I kept getting back was the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the team of the present, but everyone seems to think they're also the team of the future. They've become such a player development machine that there's, everyone seems to think they're not going to slow down anytime soon. Is
1: it also because of their, uh, their financial wherewithal, which is to say they should be able to keep spending in ways that are meaningful
2: I, yes, I, I agree with that 100% because the Dodgers act like a small market team, but they can spend like a large market team, and the combination thereof essentially makes them the Tampa Bay Rays where they can win every year on steroids.
1: That's why when Nuno said the Clippers, I, I, I kind of think Bomber, mm. you, know, you just sort of look at him sitting there, <clears throat> he feels like an owner who's going to want to do a lot of winning. Yeah. So I kind of like that one as well. Anyway, that, that was just an interesting little thought that I had. Again, to finish it up back where it began, the Celtics were the team of the future, and now they're the team of the past problem is they skip the only part that really matters and that's a lesson that people who Aaron Rodgers works for need to learn. Back in a moment.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN radio and on ESPN.